Welcome to another episode of El Patio Season 2. And I hope you all had a great holiday season. Although we're recording in December. But this is coming out in the new year. How are y'all? How was your Christmas? How was your Hanukkah? How were your holidays? How was everything? Let me know, even though you can't really tell me, but tell me what's up. Um, for today's episode, I wanted to bring someone special to me, which I know I've said in the past, but there's a lot of special people in my life, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and her name is Miko Gamble. And just to give my personal overview of who Miko is, we met at my last employer and I don't know if any of y'all have had this happen to you. I'm sure you have. But when you meet certain people at work that you just connect with from day one and you're like, let me recruit you to be my friend. <laughs> and I recruited Miko to be my friend. And now she's here. Hey, Miko. Hey, guys. Hey, girl. Thanks for having me. Really excited to do this with you. Gotta also say, I'm really proud of you for Aww. this podcast, which has been amazing. So I'm like really honored to also be on it. So thank you for asking me. Um, but yeah, hey y'all. Well, welcome, Miko. Um, and I always knew, well, I mean, we work in sales. So we talk all day long with clients and everything. So we're very talkative girls, social girls. So I'm like, let me bring her on. But not only because of that aspect, But Miko has a way that she carries herself so well and that I admire very deeply. And anyone that knows her, I'm sure that will listen to this, will be like, I fucking agree with you. <laughs> Even though y'all may not know me, you will agree. But I wanted to bring her on for many different reasons that we're going to touch throughout the episode. But when I first met Miko, I mean, first she looks young as hell, but she has a child And she literally was the first person, and I am not being dramatic, that inspired me to be a mother one day <laughs> because of everything that. that she does, the way she carries herself, and we're going to get more into that. But before we do, first, like I ask everyone on this podcast, Miko, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself, what your patio, your community was growing up, and then what it is now? Yeah, so I am a Bronx native girl, very proud as, it, you know, gotta throw up your ex. Um, as I've probably said more than enough times over in the course of our friendship, I think it's ingrained <laughs> in your brain now. BX. Right? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's one of my favorite parts of New York, right? I've always talked about, I had this conversation often with people about like, you know, have you ever thought about moving? You know, do you want to raise your kid, you know, in another area? Like, do you want to buy a house? Do you want to do all these things? And and some, you know, some parts of me does. Like, sometimes I'm like, wow, it would be nice to have more space, you know, get my money's worth for, like, having right. access to a backyard or doing all these things, right? But also, I have come to acknowledge that you have a different level of, like, street smart or wit about you growing up in the city you know being exposed to certain things the good and the bad right yes um and like for me growing up 
I it's funny like the other day I was thinking about when I think back towards like my childhood it's so vivid for me still I feel like there I can like have these like moments that I recall from like Mm -hmm. a summer you know when I was like younger and it was just very communal like Mm. everyone in my neighborhood knew my mom my aunts like you know my cousins you did something wrong someone knew exactly where to go find your parent and they were bringing them bringing you with them to go (laughs) tell them what you did you know and it was very much a neighborhood it was a community um I loved that so much and that's the fondness that I have you know for the Bronx and like you know it sometimes gets a bad rep you know I, I think as any place could right Right. things can happen anywhere you go um but I feel like there's so much culture in the Bronx it's like molded who I am um definitely want to be able to share that culture you know with my kid as she grows up you know teach her the ways of the world you know the world is very different now but granted you know within our control we definitely want to be able to expose those things to, in the right way so um yeah outside of Bronx Girl I am a mom to a three-year-old Tatum who's amazing um she's she, adorable <laughs> thank you she definitely keeps us all on our toes um <laughs> for sure they say terrible twos but I'm pretty mm-hmm. convinced the threes are where is that so it's people say threes is when kids are asking why all the time yes I feel like she's, like, just showing all of the things that she's learned. And I'm pretty amazed. Like, sometimes I'm just like, where did you learn this? <laughs> where did this come from? You know, it's a lot more expression. Um, so it's it's an interesting ride, but I'm, I'm loving it. It's not always the easiest. I think mm-hmm. we're all just figuring it out as we go, as in anything else in life. But trying to do our best. So we love, we love. Well, thank yeah. you for that overview. And I love how you always speak about the Bronx. And I mean, there are a lot of New Yorkers, I would say in general, that like love rapping New York. But like, y'all are like, y'all ride deep. <laughs> like, very deep. Yes. More than like, I think any other borough. Like, honestly, like 100%. Like, you don't like even hear people from Queens saying, like, I love Queens. Like, maybe sometimes you do, but it's just not the same. And it's because, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. the Bronx gets such a bad rep. Yeah. That, like, I think when people are marginalized or there are bad things that happen, you feel like you have to, like, bump it up a nudge and be like, no, I love this place. Mm -hmm. And that you have to explain yourself all the time, which I wish you didn't have to, obviously. Because even I know there are, like, cool things about the Bronx. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being Dominican food, and I'm freaking biased about that. And we've (laughs) spoken about this before because I'm like, I can be in Brooklyn, I can be in Queens. And, yes, I've had Dominican food in I think every borough, but like the best Dominican food is in the Bronx. Yeah. And I'm sure any other Caribbean food. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yes. Gun Hill Road. Absolutely. Yes. But going back to the question of your patio, you're saying like your community, your block, like people who are around you, that's kind of who it was for you growing up. I know you've moved around within the Bronx. So what would be your patio today? Like, is it your college friends? Is it still your childhood friends? Mm -hmm. Or you think it's a mix of everyone? Yeah, honestly, I feel like I've had several times over, like, these moments of mortality, right? And Mm -hmm. I say that, just be like, 
my my mom's getting older my aunts are getting older like you know the people that molded my cousins and I they're all getting older right and I think I see a lot of um the joy that they're getting a second time over in the way that they experience Tatum right so they're still very much a part of you know my community but also um in the course of life right you know everybody can't come right this is a phrase that I I think of very often in just a lot of uh different areas of life but I find that my community now is definitely a mix of friends it's it's Mm -hmm. definitely some childhood friends um most childhood friends it's probably friends of friends that you know I've met and we've bonded and and sometimes you do like yourself like you have those Mm -hmm. connections with people and it feels almost as if if, like you've known each other for way longer and you have a certain connection a certain bond a certain realness that you can you know just easily vibe with one another you understand one another um also adult friendships take a little bit more um we don't always have to be on top of one another, right? Yes, that is true. It's we can go weeks, maybe a month or so without speaking and then we connect and it's like nothing ever fell off, right? Mm. It's how are you girl? What's up? <laughs> Fill me in. What's new? What Sit about down. happening with this thing? Yeah. yeah. Let's have some wine talk. What? You know, are you coming to me? Am I going to you? Whatever. Um, but I think it's definitely still my family. It's my friends I have really good childhood friends that you know I am really happy to see love on my child the way that Mm. you know we've loved on each other growing up um and like you know some new people that have entered my life but have also like really made staple marks in our lives Mm -hmm. so I think that's my mix and yeah, there it's, it I think that's usually a lot of the answer that I'm getting right now because even I'm included in that. Like, I grew up in what three different areas, mm-hmm. so for me, it's like people from all over for sure, yeah, and people from different jobs too. Like, I said, like, I'm like, I've been able to recruit friends from mm-hmm. past jobs, mm-hmm. and not like every single person, but again, you sometimes make a certain connection with certain people that you're like okay, like, let's talk after, yeah. or let's hang out after work, or, yeah. you know, let me learn more about your life, and I think that's even how we started hanging out and talking in general, mm-hmm. which was, like, over wine one day, and I'm gonna bring this up, but you said something along the lines of, like, I don't like when people only equate me with being a mom, and I respected that, because I know mm-hmm. that you didn't mean it in a negative way, and I think people who are probably more traditional maybe like our parents generation or before their only role in life especially for women was to be a mom yes obviously that has changed and again that's why i wanted to bring you on to kind of like talk about more of that Mm -hmm. um so with that being said what do you mean by that like what do you mean that you're not just a mom like do you want just to people to see yourself as you are for your hobbies the things that you do again after work but also your child and can you tell me more about that yeah absolutely and like that you're spot on with like you know the mention towards like the roles that you know our parents and their parents have played you know those mothers have been mothers up front every time that's how they've defined themselves after a period after having kids and that's fine and that you know right. I, we respect that and you know we wouldn't be here without them a hundred percent but also i 
I I'm I too agree with that to an extent, right? I do want to be acknowledged as a mom, right? 100%. You know, I we're doing it. We're doing it. We're figuring it out, right? Everyone's done it for the first time with no instruction manual. Right. Um but also um in our generation there have been like so much that we've been exposed to that I think is it's a, it's great. It's great, right? We're we we feel like the enlightened generation where we want to have complex uh, lives. It's not just you know work, security, doing the things that are for sure that get you to the goal, and that's mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. We want fulfilling lives. We want passion filled lives. Yes. We want all the things, right? Because Preach. at the end of the day, it's not just about the dollar. It's like how well did I leave? this world right what did I contribute what contributed to my happiness Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm, the things mm -hmm. right and my kid is a huge part of that exactly you know but also Mm -hmm. I truly also believe that parents have to be well within themselves to be well for their kids right (laughs) preaching definitely a big thing right so um I keep that in mind like I always want to be my best self for my kid and sometimes that means Taking a break, it means going to f- visit my friend and having right. wine and having on her wine podcast. Like right now. <laughs> yeah, like and sometimes that's what it means. It's like you know, and it takes it sometimes it takes that community right to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. It takes the people who understand. Um, I I have to like apologize to the friends who you know were parents before me because it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. And I know this is something that we've spoken about before, but even in you know that mom mentality that you know your peers do get about you when you become a parent, um, sometimes it's hard to see the friend that was there before, right? It's hard to say. Let's dissect that. Absolutely, it's it's hard to like you know say, oh okay, well we're all planning to go out like. I'm just going to text these three people. I'm not going to bother to text this other person. They're Ooh. probably home. You know, they probably can't come out. It's probably going to take mm. too much for them to get out. They don't have a sitter. They're going to be up. It's all the things, right? And I get that. And it comes from a genuine place, right? I don't think anyone who has that mentality is doing so because they're just writing someone off. I think they're they're genuinely, you know, concerned about, you know, their new lifestyle. Right. And that's fine. But I think it's always important to give that new parent in your life, right, that mom friend, the option, right? Sometimes it might be 10 no's before you get a yes, right? <laughs> and that also has to be okay, right? Again, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. about community. And I say that because... I had once been that friend too, right? But I was, you did that to someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And I, I had once been that friend where, and not intentionally, again, it wasn't with any mm-hmm. bad intent. It was just like, you know what? I'm not going to bother this person with that, right? I don't know what it feels like to have to keep giving a no, right? When you want to say yes. Um, so sometimes I didn't do it. Um, and on the flip side, I can also say that I know what it feels like. But, you know, in speaking through it, I think it's important to acknowledge that it is nice to receive that, right? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though you know maybe tonight's the night where, no, I have my kids' hair, I gotta do laundry, I've right. gotta prep for tomorrow, Monday, the weekend, whatever, shopping, all the things. Like, I have all these things to do, but sometimes it's nice, right? I could just be sitting at home watching Netflix with my kid running around and get a text, you know, and they're like, hey, do you wanna join us? We're going out for drinks, some mm-hmm. food, and would love to say yes. 
but you know it's not it's not the moment it's not always available in right. that moment but then i think what you're trying to say too is that you want to be invited and you can reschedule or mm-hmm. make a different plan Absolutely. and still be that friend and you're not only labeled as again the mom friend right which i think part of going back to what you were saying like nowadays we have more complex identities and it's because i think we're learning about our identities and we're learning that women were only given a certain role before which again we said we're thankful for our moms right we love you te amamos Mm -hmm. but (laughs) but i don't think like for example our moms were given a choice right like they were told this is what you're gonna do you're gonna breed children and they love us there's nothing wrong with that part Mm -hmm. but i think we now know that it can be done differently and we should be able to acknowledge all parts of ourselves so the miko that is a mom the miko that works the miko that goes out to drink and the the miko that dates the miko that's a good friend the miko Mm -hmm. that's a cousin and i think when women have children then like you're saying people tend to forget all these things and it's not because of bad intentions but it's because of what society has taught us and i'm glad that that is changing and like i think even in my culture like growing up if when i was let's say 10 years old and i had an older cousin that had babies if let's say she went out that was frowned upon yeah like they're like she's not with her child Mm -hmm. she's in the streets (laughs) like you know like or she's going on a date with a man and she got divorced like it was like this controversial for sure yes like whole thing of her trying to have a life and I look back now and I'm like, but what if that was me? Like, I still want to maintain or try to. Yeah. My lifestyle, my friends, like the things that I like to do, my romantic life and have a child. But with that also comes a lot of challenges can come from that. Mm-hmm. So how are you able to balance all of those things and all those different roles yeah, um, I feel like I, when we learned that we were expecting, um, there wasn't ever a point where I felt like shock or regret. Like, mm-hmm. it, I didn't feel as though, like, oh my God, something was ending. Like, I had to mourn something, or, you know, because I think that is a, that's what a lot of people do go through when they yeah, transition into parenting, right? It's the fear of losing things. Of losing, right? And it's like, and don't get me wrong, there there does come a moment, you know, in, for mothers where you do have to accept you have to accept the new you, right? That's that's inevitable, right? Your body goes through this huge change. You have to accept and come to terms with the new you and love new you and be like, yes, girl, we're like we did that, you know, stand in your power in in having become a mother and birth and all the things. Um, however, I think with maintaining flexibility in my life, I feel like it all does come back to community, right? And you can't do it all alone. It's it's impossible. Yes. You can't. Um, and I don't think it's healthy for any one person to do it all alone. Um, and if you do have a village that you can lean on, like you're blessed, you are so blessed. Right. right. And I would say if you don't have a village, right, I think it's important to build one, right? There are so many means of being able to Mm. have support, but it's a matter of extending yourself and, and accepting a village, right? A community, a person, um, 
like for me immediately it's it's my mom is a huge help like tatum's dad is a huge help right thank you all absolutely thank Thank you you. all (laughs) shout out to you all um yeah like they those are you know the people that allow and help me to you know do the things that i need to do um my mom made the decision to retire while she was with us in the delivery room. Like, she was committed to this. In that moment? In that moment. I was just like, you know, you don't have to decide this right now. And she's just <laughs> like, no, this is my first grandchild. I just want to enjoy her. A week later, sis had put in her paperwork <laughs> <laughs> to retire. Wait, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. I was like, oh, you were serious. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, she this- said, I am going to be the grandma. Listen, 30 100%. years at, at her job. She worked for the government for 30 years and she was like oh nope i got a kid now it's my kid it's our kid we're doing this and i was just like wow and she she stayed very true to that she's like grandma through and through that is her best friend her first best friend besides her dad and i like you know she's very close to her grandparents in general like her grandpa her grandma's but yeah like she she loves on them the same way she loves on us and they're also a huge help in how we're able to do anything right like how you're able to work and everything yeah yeah even my sisters like you know they they jump into auntie mode really quick so that's nice wait how many sisters do you have so i have uh quite a few sisters i have four sisters right and they all help they all well, everybody helps. You are everybody helps. It's great. It's great. Like my my youngest sister, she uh, like listen. She's in auntie mode at all times. All times. She's like, "Where's my kid? What is she doing?" Um, she calls her auntie cat. Her name is not cat. It's nowhere oh. near cat. We don't know where this came from, but she's auntie cat. Um, so shout out to auntie cat. Um, she was also like my first child so i feel like i've always had this parenting mode prior to like parenting um we have a 10 year difference between us so it's it's really it's really all those people that like allow me to get things done it it allows me to be here it allows me to be there when i have to travel like i'm able to do those things and there is like an indescribable joy of like coming back to your kid Oh, like, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's it sounds so cheesy, but it is. It's so good, and it's like that person just like loves you unconditionally. They're always excited to see you. Um, you find out some new things that they've learned in the past twenty four hours or however long, and you're just like, wow, this is great or not so great, right? We're doing the things that are bad, <laughs> you know, right. and that's just okay. Learning curve. Now, this is not what we do, mm-hmm. but. All the experiences, all the experiences are really, really good. But, um, again, I guess I'm just, I do feel really blessed to have that support. And I think that's where I have a lot of my power in parenting, right? And, and being myself and still feeling like myself and redefining who new Miko is in the world as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really like just thanks to those people. Yeah. So it does take a village yeah. when people say that. Yeah. I mean, even again, in quote unquote modern motherhood, like, yeah, you're not able to do it alone. Like, let's say even if you or someone else doesn't have all that support, even like sometimes I think, and I'm like, who's going to help me? Like my parents are sp- spread through the world. Yeah. My sister is in New Jersey. I mean, if I got to drive to New Jersey to drop <laughs> off a kid, 
But <laughs> sometimes I think about that because I think even a lot of people in the city, like sometimes I'm like, I need to make my mindset husband, and I think I share this with you. I'm like, I need to make enough money so eventually I can afford a nanny. Like that's just it's tough for yeah. certain people. So like you're saying, if you have a village and you have grandparents or you have people who are nearby and are able to help, or let's say my case could be friends. Who knows who's gonna who's gonna volunteer? <laughs> I'm asking right now who's gonna who volunteer. Listening in right now is going to volunteer for the sitting service. Please let us know. <laughs> Maybe one of us. Family member. Listen, my mom will be like, yeah, yes, yes. I'll, oh I'll come gosh. to you. Right. I'll come to Listen, you. The grandma of all grandmas, okay? Um, we love. We do. We do, absolutely. I feel like also, you know, and like not to, you know, uh, not acknowledge the women who do do it all alone, right? They're, Which is rough. God, I, I don't commend, know how people do it. I commend women who have to do it by themselves, right? I, it's not, it's not always been an easy ride. I like, I think, you know, mental health is always a big part of like any new experience in life. Um, and parenting can also, you know, change that for you. Um, I know, you know, postpartum is like one of those things, like in our communities that, that isn't always as talked about. Right. And it's always a fear just from the, the word itself. Right. And there's really no context to what that looks like. Right. And it's, it's always assumed to be the worst scenario. Right. It's like, I'm capable of harm to like myself or someone else or my kid or anything like that, or it's just full on depression. Right. Right. And it's not always that, right. It can come in the most like just very soft forms. Right. And like, I think for me, it was like just being anxious all the time. Like that I, like, I think I suffered from like separation anxiety with my kid. Like I just want, always needed her to be with me. And it was needing to know that she was okay. And those people that I felt comfortable with her being with, if she wasn't with me, was like her dad or my mom. Um, And that's where I found comfort in being able to like move around and slowly step out uh, back into the world and to doing my things and getting into my own new routines. Um, And then like, of course, pandemic parenting is a whole nother conversation. I was going to say, like you actually, um, during the pandemic, you were, you didn't have a job in that time, like most of us, right? So So you were able to be with her more. Yeah. So I actually, so right at the start of the pandemic, I was working for Mm -hmm. a hotel company Mm -hmm. in Midtown and I like remember this vividly I think I was like six months postpartum and I was commuting into work and you know hotel offices are usually in the basement no windows you know you never see a hotel office right so this is when it was like all starting and I remember there was like one person in the office that was sick that week and I was just like so scared I was just like oh this is not gonna be good like I have to commute in on the train come into an office and be here for eight hours in a closed you know closed area I was breastfeeding at the time and pumping at work oh my Um, god it was just so much that I was juggling and then on top of that just feeling really anxious all the time so I was just like I had told my manager at the time so how old was Tatum 
Six months. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I told my manager at the time, I was like, I don't feel comfortable commuting into work, and you know, right now, and we don't know what's going on. We don't know. Yeah, what we this were in is. the blind. We we were. Nobody knew actually what was happening, and then we were in a hotel. We had international travelers coming right, in from right. all over. So I was just on edge all the time. So I just like had requested to be able to work from home for the like that short period of time, just to like you know see what was happening next. And literally that next week when the restaurants closed right that's when it started that's and when we knew yeah that's when we knew and then from there on out I was just home the entire time I had actually moved on from that that um job into a new opportunity um with another hotel company and they had a huge layoff during the pandemic right yeah right so I had taken you know that opportunity you know from being um from being laid off from that job just to be with her right and that was a really really great opportunity because even in those first six months of going you know uh I was I guess like yeah the first six months I, I felt like I was gonna be missing out by being at work I was like I'm gonna miss out on the things she's doing during the day I feel like parents feel that way at the beginning yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's hard it's not easy but you know you have to do the things right you have to go to work you have to um provide and figure it out um, so I think I did get a little spoiled in that regard, you know, having that time with her just made me want more time with her. And that's kind of how like, you know, my, my desire for remaining in like a remote role, you know, kind of came about. It was like, wow, I enjoy being with my kid this much. Oh, like, so cute. I wish I could just work from home all the time and do right, these things right. with her. Right. So, um, I just kind of like set my sights on that. So, um, I've been able to, like, transition into that, you know, finally, um, but, you know, it's, it's, oh man, it, it's a lot of work. But that's why even when, like, people talk about remote work being important for moms and, I mean, you know, people who have health issues, people who have a specific sort of situation mm -hmm. that you're not able to just commute into the office, right. that's why, like, it has to continue to be important, you know, there are a lot of, and this is just a very generic statement, but, like, very global companies that, like, may not take that into account, and then you may have to ask for, you know, an exception and do all of this mm -hmm. and all of that, but, like, I think, thankfully, at least now, that's an option that you can at least talk about, because I feel right. like even pre-pandemic, when I knew someone who actually had a chronic illness, oh, man. like, all the jobs that he could apply for had to be remote because he couldn't really commute yeah. so I feel like before even if you try to ask that and people are like you know at the end of every job application that there's like we don't discriminate and like whatever but then it's like you're trying to ask for an accommodation and they're like oh actually no we can't do that but yeah. it's like you actually can or for specific jobs obviously you can get it done at home and I think for parents that's been a huge difference yeah there are certain parents that don't want to work remotely. <laughs> Absolutely. I get that sentiment sometimes too. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I think to that, it's nice to have flexibility, right? And I think this is where like hybrid work is a really big benefit, right? right. Because there's like, True. no, I actually do value these three days that I get to stay home. And like, I also value these two days really? I can leave my house, you know, and sit in a silent office without someone like dragging me away to get pop tarts or juice or you know <laughs> turning the channel or something so it's 
I get both sides of the coin. Trust exactly. Me. I do. I do. Shout out to those parents that, <laughs> that, right. that do like, I think certain people, like, struggle to, like, during yeah. COVID, and they're like, damn, like, I really want to go back to the office. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah no, I think it's definitely different for everyone's style. Mm-hmm. And I think for you, obviously, you've been able to develop this beautiful relationship and continue to develop it. There are certain mm-hmm. parents, and I'm not shading at them, but they may have more difficult kids. <laughs> So sometimes you're like, listen, I need to leave. Kids will give you a run for your money. Trust me. Yeah. Like they're learning new things and they're testing everything. Like they're testing you often. They are testing you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's work. It is work. I think my sister and I definitely tested my mom. I mean, I was definitely the better one. Shout out to you, Francesca. (laughs) So I know we've covered a lot of things already on being a mom, balancing everything, balancing friendships and your lifestyle in general. So I would love to know, how do you picture Tatum maybe as a teenager and an adult? Oh man. Wow. Um, I feel like I struggle with that. I do struggle with being able to picture how she would be. I also, I feel like I'd never allow myself to like really dive too deep into it okay and i don't want myself... you to overthink well yeah like also like i'm always worried about like you know getting myself too wrapped up in an idea of what she could or should be and mm. committing to that right and and i don't want to hold her to anything i want her to you know just be who she is as she learns to be who she is um but based on how she is right now she is mm-hmm. definitely sassy uh, she's an Aries, so I don't know if that means anything. I haven't had too many Aries encounters in my life as a Libra, but... Um, You're very balanced, yes, for sure. Yes, but she is very much, like, a mix of both her dad and I. Like, she's she's got a good game face. Like, it, like at first, like, first introduction, she's probably, like, the unfazed kid, and then you give her enough time, and she's, like, really comfortable with you, she's taking you on a full tour, she wants you to go to where her snacks are, it's not like you gotta pull them out, the Doritos are up there, the Pop-Tarts are down here, here's my plate, please lay it out, thank you, you can go, and that's literally, yeah, yeah, I can tell you, all of us have gotten kicked out of her room, um, she's like, okay, bye, several times, she wants her privacy, she does, like her privacy and she will just like you know honestly this sounds like me listen i'm not mad at it sometimes sometimes we all just want our space and our silence and she'll just like sit there like look at a book look at her ipad very quietly she'll play she plays really well um well at least she has that balance of being quiet but also being playful so a little bit of everything yes um so another thing that i always think about So for me, for example, growing up, like, it was important, even if I grew up in Dominican Republic, my dad and my mom always wanted me to have a good education, be bilingual, like, do extracurriculars. Like, at one point, my parents wanted me me to do ballet. That didn't really work out. We're not going to get into details. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, later on, I was just, like, in every, like, nerdy, like, club because it's what my Mm -hmm. brain could do. That's... You probably have met me at this point. But do you have, like, expectations? I know you already said I want her to be who she is. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you have those, like, do you want her to maybe, like, be sporty? Do you want her to finish her education? Do you want her to 
maybe go above a bachelor secret. Like, I don't know. Like, those are things I think about maybe because I'm nerdy as hell. <laughs> and maybe because my parents also instill that in me because they actually couldn't have that. Mm-hmm. But is there anything like that that you're like, okay, if she actually wants to do this, is there anything like that that you would want her to do or want? Yeah, I think... I think that there... There isn't any one thing that I've I've committed to specifically, right? But I know that one of the lessons that I got from my mom that I feel like I definitely want to, you know, pass through is finishing what you start. That was a huge one. I I remember my mom would have me in so many activities. I did ice skating. I was in the Girl Scouts. I danced West African ballet, modern tap. Wow. I danced for Alvin Ailey. Like, I was in Alvin Ailey. Like, you know, she had things for me to do all the time. So every weekend we were on the train going downtown here. We're in Harlem going to dance here. You know, Mm. I had recitals. We did all the things. Uh, Thanks to my aunt and my cousins, I was also a Boy Scout. The long story. (laughs) Boy, what? Yes, my aunt was a troop leader in, like, my after school. I also played basketball. So you did... So... Girl, you did it. You did it all, too. I did. I did. I truly did. My aunt, um, I have, like... My aunt lives um, really close to me. She uh, has two sons that I grew up with who are like my brothers. I don't even call them my cousins. Um, But we were always together and like after school, we all played. We were on a basketball team at that after school and they played music. And the woman who like helped with basketball, helped with music, also led the Boy Scouts. (laughs) Damn, this woman also did everything. Yes, she was amazing. God rest her soul. Um, she yeah. was amazing, and my aunt had volunteered to be a, a troop leader. And there were several instances where, like, um, the woman who also led it, we called her Miss Cookie, and she uh, also had a daughter my age. So because most of her kids were, like, boys, mm-hmm. she would bring her daughter along, but then my aunt would bring me along so that her daughter wouldn't be by herself. So we were just in the Boy Scouts. Like, you know, we went camping. We did, like, real camping, cabins, tents, all the things. Um, so that was always funny. Um, we slept in a tent together. Or we were always separate, but it was it was good experiences. Um I think that's really, really it, though. Like, having those experiences, my mom was always like, you're going to finish. There were plenty of days where I was like, on a Saturday, I don't want to go today. Like, I I don't want to do it. My mom's like, you started it, we're going to finish it. So Mm -hmm. that was always meaningful. I didn't like it at the time. Mm-hmm. However, looking back on that, I know as an adult, I'm one of those people that I like resolution. I like to see things completed. Right. So I find value in that. Mm-hmm. It's made a huge impact on, you know, my adult life. You know, if I'm starting something, I do want to see it through. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. So I don't really, you know, outside of that, I think me as a person, I lean more towards the creative you know yeah um so i want her to be happy with you know whatever she whatever she chooses but if she chooses it please finish it 
That's <laughs> if, <laughs> if you, you choose pick it, something, if you pick something, please please finish it. Right, you don't have to keep it. Right, mm-hmm. but at least see it through enough to decide and make a decision. Right, if you pick something up, like do it enough that it gives you some solid, you know, context on if is it for mm-hmm. you, is it not? Right, mm-hmm. um, but that that's really it. I think that's my biggest. Thing. And then, of course, we want her to have Bronx pride. Uh, that's a given. You have okay. no choice, right? No choice. This like, is in you. Like, yes. she cannot come out of the Bronx and be like, oh, I hate in the Bronx. Like, she's not allowed. <laughs> no, no. Even if she moves away in her teen years, college, don't claim anything else, ma'am. You are from <laughs> the Bronx, okay? You can live anywhere else, but you are from the Bronx. Thank you. Well, see, yes. I wanted to hear that part, too. Yes. Yes. She's a Bronx girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, we love. We love. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of these details. Is there any final thoughts that or advice that you would have for... Because most of my listeners, of course, y'all are millennial <laughs> and of Gen Z. Do you have any advice for people who maybe thinking of being mothers or their new moms now? Yeah. Um, I think one of the mantras that I've adopted in becoming a parent was grace and space. That was a big one for me. It was like just giving myself grace in certain moments. Like it can be stressful. It can be unsure. It can be complex it can be painful some days uh there's joy and then there's some days where you're just like wtf you know um but giving yourself grace to figure it out is important and also space right and i think this is also where community comes in it's where um placing importance in your own mental health comes in sometimes taking space for yourself is really important right and and whether that be you hide in the bathroom for 20 minutes right a safe 20 minutes right a safe 20 minutes but like giving yourself enough space to regroup and and be better when you exit right and you get back into the things i think that's really important and i exercise that a lot um you know to be good for not just Tatum but also the people in my life and myself right right that's really really important so I think that's that's my advice is grace and space and we're all just figuring it out we've all been here for the first time yeah we've all just been here for the first time it's fine nobody has the answers but it's nice to have the support so yeah this is great advice love this Miko and my last final thing for you is What's next for you in this journey? And not just being a mom, but your journey in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my biggest thing, honestly, since becoming a, a parent is I just want to know that I'm I'm doing the right things, right? And we won't know that until <laughs> sometime later. But I would love to, you know, know that I'm doing my best and my best is good enough and that, you know... I'm providing her with all the things that she needs to to be well and healthy and successful and happy. Um, and I think for me, it's just really just um, also pouring into myself where I can, right? And staying being true to me, yourself. right? As the individual before being a parent, but also yes. as being a mom, right? And, and the people in my life. So um, those are the things that drive me honestly every day I just want to make sure that I'm being able to be present and and, um, 
having access to things that give her the best options and also staying true to myself um, as an individual. That's it. We love you. We love you as an individual. We love you as a mom. We love you as a BX queen. Like, every single category you excel at, baby girl. We love you. Love you too, girl. Well, thanks for coming. And final, final, final thing... If you want people to follow you or find you, yes. where can they find you? Sure. So this is pretty obnoxious with the underscores. However, <laughs> I just really wanted it to be simple, but it wasn't. Um, so my Instagram is my name, however, spelled M with four underscores, K-O. So it's Miko, but a little bit more to it. So there you go. M, four underscores, K-O. We love. People yeah. will find you there if you ever have anything to share. I know you share a lot of things locally or local artists that you support too. So she would be a great resource for y'all. Yes. Well, thank you, Miko, for coming. Thank you for having me. This was great. I really, really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. Well, maybe we'll have you a second time. Here for it. <laughs> and bye, y'all.